Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's time for your in-depth look at the world of gaming. Here we go! The Meta with Katie Barber. Hello and welcome back to The Meta right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. I'm your host, Katie Barber, and I've got my good friend James Pledger here with me. We've got a fun show to talk about. We are going, when it comes to tournaments, we're going to talk a little bit about Evo and the fighting games community. News-wise, we've got the Overwatch 2 beta finally getting some sort of a date. Uh, <laughs> Halo Infinite delays, which, I mean, I know, I know, I know. Um, some good news about the Batman and some spinoffs and some more video game to film adaptations. But before we get to all that, We've got to talk about these weekly tournaments. We talk about them every week, but it's mostly we just want people to know that they're going on around town. Mm -hmm. And that's not just in San Antonio. That includes in San Marcos. So um, we've got tomorrow, Saturday, we've talked about it a bunch, Atonement at Shenanigans Gaming. Sign up start at 2. Bracket starts at 2.30. And then we've got a Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday weekly tournament that you can go to. So you've got a couple different options. Mm Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Monday, you've got Anime Tokyo. We've talked about them a bunch. 6.30 sign up, 7 p.m. start. The new Tuesday show is the one in San, or game is in uh, San Marcos at Evo, which I still have yet to go out to. <laughs> it's actually cool. Yeah, the Springtown Slam is going to be the name of that weekly. Uh, and they're actually adding another bracket this next week. They've got reverse mains brackets that start at 6, and then the normal singles bracket will start at 7. And then Thursdays at Otaku Zone, we've got 6 p.m. signups and a 7 p.m. start. So, again, there's a ton of opportunity here in town. They've even got some biweekly tournaments that are going on, but it doesn't look like any of those are happening this upcoming week. Uh, Not local. We've talked about it a bunch. That first Call of Duty major tournament was in Arlington over the weekend. Uh, Optic Texas, which is who hosted the tournament, the the Texas-based Call of Duty team, they won. They beat FaZe Clan. And I'm really bringing this up, one, because we've talked about it, but two, because there's some interesting news about FaZe Clan. Exactly. (laughs) Interesting is probably the least of the words that you could use to describe what's happening. So it turns out that this esports organization, FaZe Clan, it's huge. There's a a, a large number of really prominent esports organizations in the country, and this is one of them. They've got a big new hire to the organization on the board of directors, and that's Snoop Dogg. Dropping it like it's hot. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently, I didn't know this until today, but I I guess he's been working with FaZe Clan. They've even held like some flag football tournaments with Snoop. Oh, yeah. But that's his his deal, you know. That's his deal. And Snoop's a business guy. Like people think of him as rapper, producer, stuff like that. But Snoop's a business guy. Right. His resume is long. He likes to make his money long. Oh. And he's... He's been and had his fingers in a whole bunch of things, and he's really starting to get into esports. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's because he sees the investment is worth making because of what's about to become of it. Exactly, and it's not exactly surprising, like you said. He's Snoop Dogg has been streaming on Twitch, like not I don't know, I wouldn't say regularly, but he has a channel he oh, streams yeah. on. My favorite story about him streaming is like he literally acted like this had to have been within the last six months or so. Maybe not because time means nothing. And but apparently he he went live by accident one day and literally streamed for multiple hours, muted but live just on his computer. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) everyone was watching. It's not one of those stories you hear about streamers not realizing that they're live and. You know, something bad happens. Right, exactly. <laughs> a lot the, the large spectrum of quote unquote bad things you can do without realizing you're live. No, but, Snoop was just working. <laughs> yeah, he's just doing his thing, you know, just completely muted, didn't even realize it. I, I just think that that's a, it's an interesting story. And I think it's going to be a, an interesting 
way this is the early indication of how celebrities are going to get involved in these business ventures because they are 100%. so profitable i mean we saw uh so there were some texas-based uh esports teams i believe it was maybe the dallas fuel i may be getting my my franchises wrong but the texas rangers had invested in an esports franchise you saw uh, maybe it was the Astros. There was a Houston team that also had invested. Oh, Clutch City Sports. I think it was yeah. the Rockets had invested in uh, in an esports venture. Fertita, so yeah. we're seeing not just these sports franchises that do have a vested interest in their uh, their sport having a game, but people like Snoop Dogg just totally investing in esports ventures as a whole. And that could really mean great things in terms of tournaments, just kind of the types of opportunities available. Exposure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when we had Fatality on, I think he mentioned that, and this was the very first episode, but he mentioned that there was a, a live stream of of a game that he played in in either the early to early early two thousands or very very late nineties. That mm-hmm. was that it, that streamed on MTV, and it was one of their biggest viewing events that they had recorded on the channel. Yeah, you know, and, so, and that was a long time ago. So it's it's incremental. It, it's it's very incremental, but we will see more of this. And it'll continue to grow. It's really, it's a really exciting time, honestly. And another thing is, you look at the evolution of people and how they entertain themselves, especially kids. Mm-hmm. The older generation had to go out and do things. The first, the first of the internet and gaming industry, kind of like me, like we play games, but we also spend a lot of time out running around doing things. Mm-hmm. The more it has evolved, the more, like, kids today, I know my nieces and nephew, like, they just spend time watching YouTube videos <laughs> yeah. of things, like, of people doing things, and yeah. it's, like, you know, you can do that, too, mm-hmm. if you so chose. Oh, honestly, but it's, it, for, I think, a lot of kids, it's, like, oh, I can see if I like it first before I try. Exactly. Back in the, the back in the old days, before I was even born, you know, if you think about there were pinballs and arcade machines, and that was really the only way to play games for quite a long time. In the and you 70s, had to learn by trial and error. In the 80s, before home consoles became a thing. So by the very nature of arcades and pinball, that was a social it was a social event. Like you had to go out in public. You had to be around people. You you had to take turns on machines. Mm-hmm. And you had to put quarters in, not know. Like I mean, you at, at a certain point you would know that your quarters are going to a good game. But there was always going to be new games that you hadn't played that you had to take the risk with. You know, it's mm-hmm. not a sixty dollar buy like nowadays or seventy dollars in the new consoles. <sighs> you know, I would kill for a game for a quarter now. Right. But <laughs> <laughs> to talk fighting games. Very, very popular. This is yes. my bad transition to the next topic. <laughs> no, but it's a perfect transition because you remember it, it, arcades mm-hmm. used to be games like Tekken and... Tekken, Street Fighter. Soul you know. Calibur. Yeah, exactly. And so Evo, every single year, not Evo Entertainment like in San Antonio, but Evo, the tournament, mm-hmm. is the fighting game community's like kind of mega event that happens every year. It was canceled last year, and we know that this year it's happening August 5th through 7th. They've got a, a pretty big number of games on the roster, but there's one big one missing, and I just want to go ahead and knock that out of the park. Uh-oh. <laughs> because it's a game we talk about tournaments being in town for all the time. All the time. All like every there's we just talked about it. Week. <laughs> there's tournaments every every day almost, <laughs> including tomorrow. Smash Brothers Ultimate, no iteration of Smash Brothers will be at Evo. And this has happened in the past. Nintendo has had a Really weird relationship with the competitive Smash turn, uh, ter- community for some reason. I, I know. And I think it's because like games like Melee have retained popularity. And that mm-hmm. doesn't really work well when you're trying to push newer versions of your game. Why would you want to support a 15, 20-year-old game? I don't know how old it is. I'm just making it up. I'm bad. No, <laughs> but, but... But, you know, like a game, if there's three newer iterations of a game, but the most popular played game in the tournament is the one of the oldest it doesn't really make business sense for Nintendo to heavily support it. I don't agree with that statement, but I make see a better that. Game, then. <laughs> and Smash Ultimate's really fantastic, but even Smash Ultimate's not going to be involved. And there's rumors that this has to do with the fact that Sony purchased Evo last year. So this is actually technically 
a Sony-run tournament, uh, whether or not Sony out. has its hands in it, right? Whether or not Evo's original staff and everything is is there, but you can tell by <laughs> by this lineup I'm about to give you of games that it's a very PlayStation-heavy lineup. So we've got, like we said, Tekken Seven is there. We've got Mortal Kombat Eleven, Street Fighter Five, but then we've also got uh, we've got Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Mm-hmm. But we've got some like lesser known, and don't come at me for saying lesser known. The reality is that they compared to those known. franchises, they are lesser known. We've got Skullgirls, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, Metal Blood, Type Lumen. The number of, if you look at it, if it's in all caps, it's probably a Japanese game. <laughs> what? <laughs> King of the Fighters well, 15? Well, and King of Fighters 15 is a recent release. It's a pretty big deal that that one just did come out. No, uh, it and then is, we've got Guilty but Gear it's Strive. also, there's been 15 of these. And- <laughs> there's been 11 Mortal Kombat's. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I remember playing the first couple of uh, Mortal Kombat's on Sega Genesis and, and at the arcade. And so and this will probably be one of the last like major tournaments we see Street Fighter 5 at. Well, at least well, Street Fighter 6 has been confirmed to be coming out I believe later this year. Yes. Uh, so enjoy it while you can. But Street Fighter 6 looks like it's going to be really good. They're going to be bringing in some new characters and uh, it'll be a good time. So that'll be again August 5th through 7th. It's not going to be in San Antonio or Texas obviously, but it's if you're a fan of fighting games, it's really great Streaming. to see the community come together. Exactly. We will be back with news of delays forever. I feel like it's never ending. <sighs> Why are there always delays? <laughs> I know for But but in all fairness, I always say push it back. Fix it now rather than fix it later. This is James James's words of wisdom from like four episodes in a row. (laughs) So (laughs) they are taking my advice, so I can't be that mad, right? Right. Or disappointed. Well, you're gonna find out that's not technically true in this case. But we'll be right back, right here on this, (laughs) right here on the Meta on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM twelve fifty and one zero three three FM. The Meta with Katie Barbo on San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back to the Meta right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. I'm your host, Katie Barber, and I've got Sports Star's own James Pledger here with me. And before we get to... <laughs> so we've... That was a very, very detrimental sigh right there. Just... <sighs> now, before we get to this... <laughs> before we get to this, I was just... I... I'm going to do some good news first. Good news yeah. first. Gotham Knights has a release date. We've talked about this game multiple times. So much. And we thought it was coming out in March, May area. Yeah, we just really weren't sure. You know, WB Games, uh, who published the game, and WB Games Montreal, who developed this game, mm-hmm. not Rocksteady, who we're used to getting Batman games from, mm-hmm. they announced the news earlier this week. So October 25th. Which I'm I feel about like it's, it. It's, I mean, for... It's a Halloween release? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, you know, Gotham is dark and gritty. Go- dark and gritty. It, you know what's funny, though, is I was talking to somebody about this. It's and a they- place of ill repute. <laughs> Send me there. That's <laughs> where I deserve to be. <laughs> uh, they were like, oh, yeah, I'm so excited for a new Batman game. And I was like, well, it's not Batman, though. No, right? but it's that's not. what I love about the concept of this game is being able to use playable characters such as... The Red Hood, mm-hmm. Dick Grayson, um, Jason Todd, uh, not Jason Todd, uh, Tim Drake, mm-hmm. uh, Barbara Gordon's Batgirl. Like, this is going to be awesome because, believe it or not, Batman wasn't my favorite character growing up. The first Robin Dick Grayson was. Yeah. And when he became Nightwing, I was like, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm... I'm all in because the Bat family in and of itself is very interesting. Like if you read the Nightwing comics or if you follow the Damian Wayne comics or like they've all, especially the Jason uh, Todd and the Red Hood and Red Hood and the Outlaws, like Mm -hmm. they're very super interesting characters. Didn't we see, we were introduced and again, this is I'm I'm comparing to the Arkham games by Rockstar. Sure. But didn't we, there was a Red Hood, was Red Hood introduced in the Arkham games? It was the Red Hood, but it wasn't the oh. Red Hood. It oh. was, uh, it, they called him the Arkham Knight in that game. Oh. Uh, okay. But it was Jason Todd. It was a version of um, the former Robin coming back as, you know, the person that's going to clean up Gotham just more brutally. He was, you know, mm-hmm. mind bleeped by... <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean, but we did. We got a version of the Red mm-hmm. Hood in the Roxay games with the Arkham Knight, and I that's just... kind of what that one was based yeah. off of. But we haven't gotten the actual Red Hood on game yet. Right. This this is going to be a a, tr- a very true, hopefully, to canon version of the game that introduces people more broadly to the Bat family. I've... Well, and I don't think it's going to be like Origins or anything yeah. like that. These are established characters. Mm-hmm. This is. Bruce Wayne is dead. I need my Bat family to step up to continue to protect Gotham. Like, right. That's, it's just an intriguing storyline and with all the different characters. And I imagine each character has kind of their own storyline that you, with cutscenes and kind of you follow, play through the game as. Like, probably play through it four different times and get four different, mm-hmm. you know, iterations of. What's going to happen, like Barbara Gordon, mm-hmm. Nightwing, mm-hmm. the Red Robin with Tim Drake, and the Red Hood. So I think it's going to be ex- extremely, extremely intriguing. Yeah. I'm really in on this game, and I can't wait to not only play it, but just get through it so that... Cause these are the games that have the storylines in between that I like to kind of follow along with. All right, DC's a little on fire right now. I know that the game properties and the, the film properties really aren't connected, but just in terms of quality, it's, yeah. you know, like, and we're going to talk more about some DC spinoff shows later on um, in, at the end of the show, but it's just, it's an exciting time. Yeah. You know, Marvel Marvel has reigned, I mean, it's controversial, but reigned king in terms of, like, revenue generated through these properties. And, it, you know, DC deserves some time in the sun. And I, everybody benefits from having it. both. <laughs> I'm for it. And DC, their kind of, their resurgence is also kind of coincided with what they did mm-hmm. in the comics recently with both the Batman Who Laughs and that story arc leading into what's happening right now in DC with the future state. Mm-hmm. And those have been phenomenal reads to follow along with if, if you're not you should mm-hmm. but between that what they're doing with games and what they're doing in movies and and even on tv with like shows like titans and mm-hmm. this past season which introduced the red hood yeah they did give a red hood version um yeah dc is on fire right now yeah, and we all benefit <laughs> we i'm all not do. mad about right, it I- if you, unless you draw lines in the sand, you're, unless you're the kind of person that says that like that like lives for the console wars and gaming, those are the same people I feel like that want to see the other fail. I'm like, no, we just benefit no. from everybody doing well. Yes, we just get just more give me good, good content. That's exactly. what I want. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, earlier this week, Sony had a PlayStation State of Play live stream. They've been doing these kind of in- intermittently. There wasn't a ton of new information. We got some new trailers for a couple different games. News about some updates like Returnal, which a couple of our guests have talked about being like their game of the year, adding a couple game modes like campaign co-op and endless mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learned that there's going to be a big collection of 13 like retro Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle I games. Am, I am for this. I know, I'm, like, I'm just here for the Cowabunga collection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a plus to that marketer. That's 13 games. like, And it's going to be NES games, arcade games, yeah. Super Nintendo games, Game Boy games. Um, and was, there's one more. Um, game Boy oh, Se- and Sega, Sega Genesis. Genesis. Yeah, exactly. So... And I remember playing all of these games. I remember the arcade and how much fun that one was. Mm-hmm. I remember the one on the original NES and the SNES, Shredder's Revenge. Like, I remember all of these games back in the day. The Sega one, the one I had on Game yeah. Boy so that when I was traveling, I could still play. Like, all of them were fantastic. And I am about the Cowabunga Collection. Right. And that's another franchise that we're seeing an attempt at a resurgence. There's been some movies, and we know that there's going to be, like, a Seth rogan directed movie or show that's going to be coming out of mm-hmm. but i feel like they haven't quite found their stride the nostalgia is like where you live for with them with teenage mutant ninja mm-hmm. turtles honestly um but I, I another one i'd love to see some successful reboots of honestly and actually teenage mutant ninja turtles also having a really nice co- uh comic book run mm-hmm. with this storyline called the last ronin is it recent yeah Oh and man, it's really good. Is it is that like IDW or Dark Horse? Like not. Uh, it, it's uh, it's a story about basically 
there's one remaining turtle, and and in the beginning you don't know which one it is. You don't. He, he just goes. His, he doesn't have his. He just goes by on. the Ronin, and he's wearing a, a black. Oh. Yeah, and he is avenging, and it slowly mm. shows you all the turtles that died and how they died in Splinter. Like it is really, really I'm here good. For it. And I- if you got a chance, you can catch up real quick uh, on YouTube Variant Comics. Yeah, follow them. It'll give you a quick uh, kind of recap of it. It's with panel with panels with panels. Like it's not like you're missing. You're not missing out on too much unless you really like the experience of sitting and reading and touching the comic yourself. Yeah. he does a really good job. We've watched a couple. Aries Kinyonis is awesome. <laughs> when I'm like, hey, what is this? I, I've come to James so many times. Like, hey, I saw this. Can you explain this to me? <laughs> <laughs> and almost always, he pulls him up. There's one other uh, comic book YouTube creator that he yeah. Wrote. There's another one, uh, comic historian. Yeah. There. Just to give him a shout out, you yeah. know, it's, it's. I'm about it. I'm about helping other people. You, they keep me informed, so <laughs> they can help keep you informed. <laughs> this is news is exciting for me personally because I've, I've I've lamented how long it's been taking for Overwatch Two to come out. I've I like forever. At I've, least once a show, I've, we talk about it. <laughs> I've been I've been complaining because I feel like they haven't been taking care of Overwatch by itself with all this stuff about Overwatch 2, but it turns out that the uh, they opened up signups for the beta on Thursday and I have yet to get through. I will <laughs> I I have like a 50% chance of actually logging into my BattleNet account on the website to <laughs> actually submit the sign up and I just keep getting this error like Unable to sign up. Check back later. <laughs> ah! I know. I'm going to go crazy. And, th- and it's because the game is in open or is in closed alpha right now. Yeah. And that means that developers, professional players, uh, a very small number of people are playing. And then they're opening up a closed beta later in April. And that means we'll get to actually try out some of these changes. And that's going to include a new champion. Her name is Sojourn. I'm, ass- I'm not sure what she's going to be. If I had to guess either a tank or... Or a healer. There's going to be mm-hmm. some more. There's four new maps: an escort, two push maps, and a hybrid map. <laughs> and we've got some heroes being reworked: uh, Arissa, Doomfist, Bastion, Bastion, and Sombra. All four very annoying characters. Um, <laughs> I say of the four. Well, it's like three of them are DPS and one's a tank. Yeah. Arissa is a strong tank. I'm curious how they're going to rework her. But the other three, if you get somebody that knows no how to love play them for well, Bastion. no Bastion. He is. He, I'm I'm cur- I'm just curious what to see that they do because all three of those DPS characters, yeah. if you get somebody who's actually competent with their skill set, it's Doomfist never dies. <laughs> Ever. Never. He's so annoying. And even Bastion. Bastion can be unkillable if he's got the right setup, like right right shields and everything with him. So I'm I'm but I'm interested to see how these reworks go. Um and they also are gonna be revamping the ping system. Yeah. So that hasn't an Overwatch as for a competitive game has a pretty poor you know, system for people to alert other their teammates as, oh, there's a player over here, whatever it is. An enemy has been, just even, I hear footsteps. <laughs> Please help me. But remember, like I say, especially with Overwatch or anything else, the longer it takes, it's okay. Just yeah. do it right. And Halo perhaps should have taken this advice. <laughs> Halo Infinite. I mean, it's uh, the the multiplayer compared to games like Battlefield that came out at the same time doing oh, really well. Oh, this right? is the one you were talking about being delayed. <laughs> well, I see. And, and we talked about how developers at 343 mm-hmm. and Microsoft decided to release for the first time ever, release the PVP from Halo before the campaign. Yeah. The co-op campaign. And that they had said that the campaign, the co-op campaign was going to release at the onset of season two, which was supposed to be in May. And we just learned that they're actually like, "Mm, you guys have to wait till season three. (laughs) I mean, and there have been a lot of complaints about. What do we get first? Season three of the Halo <laughs> show on Paramount or season three of Halo Infinite? On the game? Are we gonna get se- right? Are we gonna get the campaign co-op in Halo Infinite before we get the first competitive season of 2042? <laughs> it's a race to see who can prolong it longer, y- y'all. It is 2022. <laughs> All of these franchises, Call of Duty, Battlefield, will Battlefield Halo. be fixed before oh 2042? <laughs> <laughs> Truly. It's just absurd to me. I like you're saying, if it needs time, give it time. 
And I'm just, it's absurd. That luckily, we, these are franchises people are already invested in. And that's, and I feel like that that's part of the problem. They're willing to take advantage of the fact that their fan base is willing to drop $70 on a game that may be broken at launch. <laughs> oh, it just, it, it drives me up a wall, absolutely up a wall, but there's nothing you can do. <laughs> For uh, players who play WWE, there's they just announced a <laughs> this huge. This is so cool. I know, and I, I'm not going to list them all because they just announced 28 new fighters will be available to download. But <laughs> the highlights are amazing, right? So including got- one of my favorite punk pop guys right now. All right, all right. Well, I'm gonna let's say you may, you have a little bit more insight here for me. So when you look at this list, how would you rank this small? No- so t- I said 28 players are coming. I yep. only listed like. A handful. Five or six. Five yeah. or six, just because I was like, 28 is too many. And they are releasing them across five different DLC yes. packs. So you're not going to be able to get all of these characters in one pack, and that's how they get you. <laughs> <laughs> because you might... So let's let's talk about who they're adding. Okay. Well, I love me some Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> oh, I, no. I do. I do. Since he made the switch from rap to... It, it, it feels I like early even... 2000s, late 90s kind of punk pop with Yellow Card and Blink-182, and he's produced by Travis Barker, mm-hmm. so that's kind of where that sound comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also involved with Avril Lavigne again now, so like it's got that sound of that nostalgic era of music that I really, mm-hmm. really loved mm-hmm. as a kid, which is why I like Machine Gun Kelly now. Like I didn't before, no. but this new album, I listened to it all the way through, it plays like a Blink album. Oh. It truly is does. Is he fighting? No. The, okay. I at first I was confused because I was like, "Why is he included on here?" But Logan Paul <laughs> is fighting, right. and that's the one everyone wants. My thing is, I think people are going to use him as a playable character just to see him get his ass kicked <laughs> because he keeps winning in the bu- these like rigged boxing matches, Man. and people get so mad in these pay per view events. Have- so they're just going to put him on WWE and let the computer kick his ass. I have a tagline for him. <laughs> I have a tagline for, for his, Logan Paul. Yes. From ring light to the ring. <laughs> I like it. Because everyone and their mom, if they make YouTube videos, has one of those ring lights forever now. I, also, they're bringing in Ronda Rousey. Yes. Very cool. Former UFC fire. She's now in the WWE. Uh, it is really cool to see her as a playable character. Mr. T. Bring it back. That is right. Clubber Lang. All right. All right. <laughs> is coming to the game, as is Cactus Jack, which Cactus Jack is Travis Scott's persona. Oh. Travis Scott goes by Cactus Jack. Oh, when they perform, when the two of them, like, like Mach- Machine Gun Kelly and him. All I can think of is that stupid song from the, the first Suicide Squad movie, yeah. that monster song. Yeah. Is, and that's the extent of my knowledge about him (laughs) (laughs) so we've got some more game news coming up next i wanted to give it its own segment because there's some updates about the video game industry uh with relation to the war in ukraine but we're just going to talk about how the video game industry has been impacted and what some of the developers over there are doing we'll be right back here on the meta on san antonio sports star espn am 1250 and 103.3 fm The Meta with Katie Barbo on San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back to The Meta, your source for all things gaming and esports right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Remember, if you've missed any of today's show, you can always catch the podcast online at sanantoniosportstar.com under the audio vault. And that's sasportstar.com. Sorry. (laughs) No, no, I get it. SA short for San Antonio, but I want to send them to the right website. So sasportstar.com under the audio vault. You'll check catch us there. <laughs> I am so I, I have so much shorthand. I like no, my brain I, automatically. I get just... <laughs> it. Mine mine does too, because I'll see O T and automatically be like offensive tackle or SS and be I was like, like short stop. See, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I see O T in that context too. Like if if O T comes first, mm-hmm. O T is offensive tackle. If it comes after it's an overtime. Right. Like, it's depending on the syntax of the story and how I've written it, I know what it means but i'm the same way i'll i'll see sa and i'll write things out for them sometimes and i'm like on on sa sports star and they're like on sa sports star i'm like oh no sorry i'm at san antonio sports star <laughs> <laughs> it's a common problem <laughs> also who wants to type all that out 
Exactly. So, I'm just saving myself work. Like, get on my level. Start understanding what I'm trying to say. So I'm not trying to channel my news job here right now. So we're not going to talk about. I'm going to put it at ease. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that because we have to deal with Ukraine, too, and the fallout of things that it affects in the world of sports. Mm -hmm. This is only what the war is affecting in terms this of games. has zero to do with politics. Exactly. A hundred percent. Just wanted to get that out of the way. But, but just because there are some pretty heavy stories coming out from game developers there, in addition to you know major changes that you'll notice in your games that you're playing here in mm-hmm. Texas. So I'm going to start with a report that Polygon published this week about video game developers in Ukraine. Just that the fact that some of them, like the, the developers at Pringle Studio, they're in uh, the city of Kharkiv. Uh, Red Beat Studio, they're actually, some of them are evacuated, but a number of those developers are actually staying and fighting either with the state's military or with the defense forces that assist them. And it's, it's just insane to think that, you know, they, they've got, you, just imagine you go to work today. <laughs> no, I, I understand because we've had a lot of these stories already, whether mm-hmm. it is Klitschkov, who is the mayor or president or whatever. Mm-hmm. In Ukraine, his brother, Vladimir Klitschko, who is the heavyweight champion, mm-hmm. is in the reserve army now. Right. You've got athletes that have stopped their sports, Went whether home. it was tennis or uh, I've seen both men and women drop their sport and go home to join the armed forces mm-hmm. and fight in this war. So, like, this is... This is awesome that these video game developers are doing this, too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, more power to you. There's even a two-man team that are in Kiev. They're actually hunkered down in an apartment. And they're using, like, the spotty cellular service. I mean, they're they're just trying to keep work on their game, taking turns, staying up at night to make sure that, you know, if they need to evacuate because of air raids or whatever, they can. But, you know, it's just it's, it's heartbreaking. But you just hope that they'll get through. That's crazy. I know you're you're seeing a lot of video game uh, publishers are donating a, a, a portion of their funds or all of their funds, uh, even developers too from their own games to Ukraine. Uh, you're seeing Sony just announced this week, Nintendo announced this week, and Microsoft announced last week that they're suspending game sales, hardware hardware sales, software sales. Sony was like Gran Turismo Seven, not even launching in Russia. Like that's. They're 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 participating in the. I mean, it has a lot to do with the sanctions. That you know, it's a very big political mechanism mm-hmm. uh, in war. And same with Twitch. It turns out Twitch, they haven't been able to compensate their Russian Twitch streamers yeah. because of the economic sanctions. They're not take. They're not telling them we can't. We're not going to pay you. But you know, the Russian in- financial institutions were not doing business with. So these yeah. these Russian streamers are you know n- not going to get the paydays if they don't have an outside bank it's it's just insane and we just really hope that the video games aspect of it like that's not important it's the safety of all of these people and you know we just i'm just i don't even know what to say in a way it's, like it's just overwhelming ooh, a little bit uh, yeah it's you just hope can't we get peace of chances john lynn <laughs> seriously just <laughs> hope that the conflict is resolved uh as soon as it can be, mm-hmm. and we really hope that the developers and everybody in Ukraine and even the, the innocent people in Russia yeah. can get through this and we can get back to how things were. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean... Maybe not how things were. Yeah. I mean, we just did spend two years in a pandemic, so <laughs> maybe not exactly how things were, but, you know, the other side, but how things were, were, were. Right. Exactly. Know, and multiple years ago. And we just wanted to address some of these, some of this news, especially with games like FIFA and, you know, NHL. Like you log into your, your games and you'll find that the Russian clubs, Russian team managers, Russian items, those items are going to be completely removed. Yes. So just to prepare yourself for that as well. And, that's it that I have on that very somber note, but important for us to talk about. We're going to take a real quick break, and we will be right back right here on the Meta on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. The Meta with Katie Barbo on San Antonio Sports Star.
Welcome back to the Meta, your source for all things gaming and esports, right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. I'm your host, Katie Barber, and I've got sports stars James Pledger here with me, and it's time to nerd out. <laughs> I know I've, me- I've mentioned this, but this is one of my favorite parts of the show, because this is like a daily thing for me and James. Like we just, like, <laughs> And there is so much going on right now. I know. So, so much. So big news this week. Big trailer this week. We talked about it a little bit, but Obi-Wan. Hmm. Still devastated it's not slated for May the 4th. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing. Like, are you really going to stick by that May 25th, or right. are we going to move that thing up a couple of weeks? Because we saw some, we got some big, big first looks. We and got it, some huge so, first looks. So what What was big about this trailer? Because all, it's all I've been seeing on Twitter this week. There week-end. is so much that was packed within this trailer, whether you're talking about um, the Inquisitors, uh there, there's so many great things buried within this trailer. Uh, Obi-Wan kind of cutting himself out from the force. Uh, this is going to be very, very intriguing. And I know they're probably only showing minimal, minimal things to try and lessen because we do know that Hank Christensen's been a part of this. You saw none of Darth Vader in this trailer at all. So you know that's still coming at some point in one of these secondary trailers, but just having the Inquisitors brought in from to canon from what was, you know, the Clone Wars mm-hmm. and uh, the, Clone Wars the have Rebels been, and... The Clone Wars have been pretty consequential, like, long-term. Yeah, in I feel terms like people of didn't give it, bringing Ahsoka in. Yeah, and, I feel like people didn't take it seriously because it was an animated series, even th- despite the fact that it was pretty long-running extremely long but running. so much of the of the lore from the star wars universe was baked into the clone wars yeah i'm really excited about the things that they're bringing in especially with uh like from rebels like the inquisitors yeah that's so awesome um the inquisitors were kind of darth darth vader's force sensitives that went and hunt and killed jedi and so it's going to be very very intriguing to kind of see this play out because the inquisitors we're feared by, you know, younger force sensitives that really didn't have any training or very little training while these people were honed to become basically Darth Vader's hit squad. Mm-hmm. And it it's an incredible, incredible look and first look at what Obi-Wan's going to be. But I just know there's so much more still coming that they're not showing us. <laughs> this is a very dry run of the mill. And I also get... Why it's not May 4th. Like, I understand why they're not doing it May 4th, even though I feel it's a missed opportunity. There may be other things coming, too, we're not privy to. Well, it, it's 100%. Multiverse of Madness. Oh. It's, that's oh. the week of the release of Multiverse of Madness. I did not even think about that. So, well, there you go. because <laughs> they don't want to release two big things on the same week, I'm guessing. No, I mean, that makes sense. I, I think people don't sometimes don't give enough credit to how marketing and release dates work. And unfortunately, May the 4th may be, you know, it may seem like Star Wars Day. But it's also streaming, so it's not like they have to go to theaters and they go right. worry about doubling down on something like that. So that's, sure. that's where the frustration kind of comes in. For sure. I wonder. I wonder too if because Disney just announced Disney Plus just announced a a cheaper ad supported model. I wonder if they're going to release that before then to really Maybe. encourage you know more people to subscribe and watch because it's a pretty. It seems like in terms of non Star Wars that aren't like Star Wars content that's not film. Obviously, the Mando's been really was really big, right? Mm-hmm. Book of Boba Fett was pretty big. But yep. This still seems like it's going to be the this largest, is the massive, right? Largest non-film entry into the Star Wars universe. Absolutely. Up to this point. Do you think Absolutely. that they may just keep Vader completely out of any pre-show trailers and do a first a good look chance. at and keep it in in the show itself? I think there's a really good chance that they try and keep the lid on that as best they can. Well, we're going to have to see. It's not too far away. We're already, unf- we're already oh, almost midway <laughs> through March. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, what is going on? But also... uh and as we talk about Disney Plus, let's not forget Disney Plus is giving us all of the Netflix properties. Mm-hmm. Daredevil, oh, yeah. Jessica Jones, that's coming out, I want to say, next week. I really thought that they were going to go the hit monkey route and put it on um, on Hulu because of the content itself. Mm-hmm. Just in terms of the rating, 
right? The, the, the what's in it. It's really dark. Oh. A lot of those are dark. There's it's there's sex Absolutely. scenes in it, you know. Like I feel like does, unless they have some sort of pay like age gate or something. I, w- I was I'm just really I'm sure shocked. there's parental controls on it. I haven't tried to use them, but <laughs> right, like try to lock myself out for funsies. No, I mean I, and that makes me wonder then too. Will Hit Monkey eventually make its way to Hulu I imagine then, or to Disney Plus? If there's a Marvel property, they've got Star a contract. Wars property. Nat Geo pro- property, they're all eventually going to end up on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, that makes sense. It does make sense. I was just, just based on the adult content. I was a little bit surprised, but this is going to be where they set the standard for how they move forward, mm-hmm. too. And I think that this may be an indicator of how willing they may be in the future, too, to produce more adult content in movies or in more TV shows as well. Just. Mm-hmm. From not not Netflix produced or Hulu produced, but we'll just have to see. We learned also we're getting another video game turned into a TV show. And I feel like we don't have that many published, released shows to really make a good assessment on whether or not this is a good idea. I mean, I'm really excited for The Last of Us show. Yes. So that makes me happy for a God of War TV show. Between Last of Us and God of War, those are two games that I feel are perfectly suited to be adapted to TV. And at the base, Sony, who owns both of those IPs through PlayStation, Mm -hmm. is at its core an entertainment company. Film, TV shows. So, And and the fact that they've got Neil Druckmann working on the Last of Us TV show that's going to be on HBO Max gives me hope that Corey Barlog will also have a big role Mm -hmm. in the writing of this show because... Corey Barlog and his writing teams, that's what made God of War yes. the, like, just rock that it is in PlayStation mm-hmm. Pantheon IPs. Like, God of War, they've had eight games. Have any of them been bad? No. Valhalla was actually really, really good. You're thinking of uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok, sorry. Valhalla is the Assassin's Creed. Yes, Close. yes. <laughs> uh, but it, the Ragnarok it, it's was fantastic. Straight, it's ripped straight out of, like, Norse mythology. And they did a good job switching pantheons. And not only that, they did really change kind of the core gameplay in a way. You know, with Atreus, he's yeah. following you the whole time. They and and but the, just the way that they utilize that relationship to really build a depth to the story in Ragnarok, which is what made that switch from the Greek and Roman pantheon yeah. to Norse just feel so much more real. Yes. Bring and it gave Kratos like an, it was a new perspective on Kratos as a father. And I'm not and I'm actually the kind of person that will get kind of mad about shoehorned relationships yeah. or kids being forced into a show like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like <laughs> I'm the kind of person that gets like real real uppity about like how that can just make the narrative feel hollow mm-hmm. and God of War is like one of the best implementations of that relation of a relationship like that to really drive a new narrative direction no doubt i'm super excited about both of these game uh game adaptations to film because i think they're perfect series that lend themselves to it more so than say a resident evil does or and there's there's a chance there for sure sure there's a chance but in terms of a tv show yeah like when you've got eight titles to work with you know I, i i have said this but i feel that limited series or tv series for a lot of things is for a lot of adaptations is better than a movie because Mm -hmm. oftentimes a movie just in as a medium doesn't lend itself to the depth that a lot of the games, the games have from its original medium versus or or books as well. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how this plays out. I'm very interested to see who the showrunners and the writers Mm -hmm. end up being. Um, (laughs) The Batman. (laughs) Have you, have you seen the Batman yet? Not quite. I'm so... You've been really busy, so... So excited. <laughs> this movie... Watched it last night, by the way. Oh, you did see it. Oh, oh, you did. I didn't know you... <laughs> so did you pull, like, a 24-hour day? Basically. <laughs> <laughs> so incredibly well done. Yes, like, yes. Robert Pattinson... Oh, my God. ...was amazing. Zoe Kravitz was phenomenal. Colin Farrell was great. Paul Dano oh was amazing. Uh, uh, Jeffrey... Um, I know uh, Commissioner Gordon. Uh, he did played the Watcher <sighs> in, in the Marvel What If series, and he was well. and he was in Westworld. Jeffrey Bernard, Wright, yes, that's Bernard what I'm thinking Westworld. of. He was amazing. He was so good. He was one of my favorite characters in the movie, bar none. Just the the 
dirtiness, mm-hmm. the darkness that, that Gotham portrayed, but yet also kind of the picturesque beauty that it could have, like looking at uh, off of a, a skyscraper yeah. at, at, at sunset, like what Gotham could be, mm-hmm. like the vengeance personified like i love the la the like that batmobile like the noir detective like it, it like it wasn't just a superhero movie it felt like a detective yes, film in a way which that's what batman is right 100 <laughs> percent. i was so excited about this it was just so incredibly well done and people are right this may i gotta go back and watch dark knight again right. because this may be the best Batman movie of all time. It was so good. And I, I was worried about the runtime being too long, but I really felt Never like... Lulled. No, I don't think so, personally, at all. It was fantastic. And you know what? <laughs> so did everyone else, <laughs> or at least enough people to get a, two spinoff shows from the Batman in the works, one of which is going to be focused on Colin Farrell's Penguin. I'm very excited about. Yes, he was his, so good. They, what I liked is I felt like they they introduced characters that you know are going to be important throughout because it's going to be a trilogy of movies. Yes, I think, right? and that's the other thing that's so great is they s- said about this movie, Matt Reeves, and he's working on both the spinoffs too. Matt Reeves came out and said, "This is an origin story for these villains," and I really Riddler's characterization, I really felt was in a way in a way was really realistic yes he was all he was a regular dude like regular dude obviously didn't do regular dude things but like they they did such a good job of characterizing him but there's so many ways that they can go for here from here and this Mm -hmm. isn't spoilers and we'll get into it we'll we'll give a full breakdown next week spoiler alert for next (laughs) week's episode we'll go in depth about what we saw next week and, and give you a kind of more spoilery breakdown but because it's so new i think we need to leave it more kind yeah, of generic please go see it this weekend <laughs> but it it leaves spinoffs for so many different iterations right. of batman characters not just the joker not just right. you know mr freeze not just the, you know the regular rogues that you're used to seeing but more interesting and and deeper rogues like bringing in maybe a hush or bringing in maybe a uh, Court of Owls storyline. Yeah. Like, this is going to be so good. We're going to see the Court of Owls, I think, in Gotham Knights. I think so, too. Um, just to, to take it back a little bit. Sorry. And then I did good. No, and the other show was originally supposed to be like a, uh, a, a focused on Gotham PD, but mm-hmm. is it's evolved, according to Matt Reeves, to be more focused on Arkham Asylum, which is awesome. <laughs> And that's going to be like a horror show, yes. which I th- which it needs to be. I mean, and I mean, I'm assuming that there'll be if it's Arkham Asylum, there'll be a plenty of overlap with Gotham PD. Yes, it appears that that the show the show form the show has just evolved. Um, and and I'm just going to read something that Matt Reeves said. He said again, the way that Gotham is a character in a movie, I really want Arkham to exist as a character, so that you go into this environment and encounter these characters in a way that feels really fresh. And so in our work on Gotham, that story started to evolve and it started feeling like, wait, we should really learn, lean into this being Arkham Asylum. And that's, and that's where it's gone. I mean, and I mean, they, they really introduced that, the, that plot line pretty heavily with, um, talking about Bruce's parents. So it's, we're going to talk about it again next week. Um, Yeah. We'll (laughs) go more in depth with this. We'll Mm -hmm. get back into what's happening with these shows, but in other DC news. I know, not good DC news. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it depends on how you feel. Movie delays are totally normal, um, especially as the world is trying to recover from <laughs> pande- pandemic delays that have, you know, there's some stuff that just hasn't been out. But So we're going to see Black, A- Black Adam is moving from July to October. There's only one movie on this list that's getting the, <laughs> the opposite of a delay, <laughs> a move up. Uh, we've got DC League of Super Pets, which sounds But it's cool. I mean, it's got the the Rock is in this as well. Oh. He's one of the voices. Keanu Reeves is one oh of the voices. Gosh. Like it's a. It, uh, I think Kevin Hart's one of the voices. Oh my god! So yeah, they're gonna have a very very talented voice cast in there. Well, that's exciting. So that's gonna go from May May twentieth to July 29th. It's taking over Black Adam's original summer spot. So that'll be out soon, more sooner rather than later. Uh, Aquaman 2 pushed to next March of next year, 2023. I don't even want to think about that number, honestly. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, the Flash movies being moved from November of this year to June of next year. 
and Shazam Fury of the Gods, which I did not watch the Shazam show. That was on Amazon uh, or HBO? No, it was a movie. Oh, was it a movie? Yeah. I thought that they did a TV show. They might have, okay. like way back in the day. So Zachary Levi. Yeah. From Chuck. Yes. It's Zachary <laughs> Levi playing Shazam. Um, it was okay. It was okay. It was fun. It is what it is. Right. Is he right? So I don't know much, too much about him, but that movie actually is the one that got the opposite of a delay. Instead of being re- releasing next year, it's going to come out in December. And yeah. I think they did that to coincide it with Black Adam because Shazam and Black Adam are kind of tied together. Oh, okay. Okay. See, these are I, other than like Aquaman. I'm not super yeah. familiar no, no, with no, Shazam no. personally or Black Adam. Other than the name recognition on my eyeballs. <laughs> I get it. I'm really excited. I'm really excited that you went and saw so good. saw Batman. So good. Also so good is the fact that Moon Knight. Oh, yes. We got a very deep behind the scenes look. And the more I see about this project, the more excited I am about this project. Moon Knight's such an interesting character. He is. He's very interesting. And the fact that they're going to delve into DID and multiple personalities and schizophrenia and tackle it head on and in the way that they're going to, which they've said is going to be very dark. And that's what you want to see. And when it. they say, like Kevin Feige says things like it's Fight Clubs meets Indiana Jones. Right. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm for it. And actually, I, I my notes are wrong. So that was actually, he didn't say that. And there's a, a supporting character in the show, May. Oh, it was Ethan Hawke, right? May. It's a female that, that said it. I cannot remember. May I watched Calamity. the trailer. I shared the trailer this morning. Okay, yeah. I don't, I, so, but regardless, I'm here for a Fight Club Indiana Jones crossover. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> like, give it, give it to me. Right, lay it on me. And that'll be March 30th. So that's real, real That's soon. coming up. In a I know, weeks. man. It never, man. We used to just have to wait so long between from one comic movie to the other, boom, and now boom, we, right, boom, we get boom, a little bit boom. of everything every couple months. <laughs> but that's gonna do it for today on the meta. Thank you again, James. This is my favorite thing to do every <laughs> single week, and I couldn't do it without you. So seriously, thank you. Don't Appreciate forget you, to join us next week for the Batman and uh, you know upcoming esports and video game news right here. On San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 1033 FM.